0: and welcome to The Check-In. This is City Limits' um, weekly podcast where we give you a little update on one of the biggest stories that we covered this week um, and speak to some of our reporting staff about those um, big stories and delve into some of the -the behind-the-scenes reporting that went into them. Uh, My name is Jean-Marie Evelie. I'm the Managing Editor at City Limits, and I am here this week um, with our Housing and Development Reporter, Sadaf Kully. Hi, Sadaf. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Great. And so Sadaf, you covered um, a big story this week, which was a hearing um, related to the plans to rezone a part of Flushing along the um, waterfront there in Flushing, Queens. Can you tell us what that project is about and what the developers are looking to do? Um, And then maybe give us an update on what happened this week.
1: So um, last week, while everyone was busy uh, on election day, the city planning commission actually approved the Euler to begin for um, the Flushing rezoning. And it's about 29 acres um, across uh, Flushing Creek, which is an industrial area for the most part. And they wanna turn that into a residential um, commercial area and revamp the waterfront, maybe help with some of the mediation remediation of the water the Flushing Creek because it's been uh, polluted for a long time now, and um, they want to build up to. I think as of right, which means that um, they'll only build as much as they can, not more. They're going to kind of upzone the area and allow for like residential. Some parts are like manufacturing, so they need to turn that into residential, commercial for mixed use. It's going to be four major, three of them are condominiums. We don't know the prices yet. That's not, um, that wasn't explained during the eight hour long hearing. Um, And one will be affordable housing, but it's not 100% affordable housing. It's between 70 to 95 uh, units. That's the estimate that the applicants gave during the presentation. Um, The owners are local. They're local developers. Um, they've been like flushing, longtime flushing investors for our, like, they've been part of the community for a long time. So they're very familiar um, with where they're developing and for who they'll be developing. At least that's what they've explained to us. But the, the big question that came out of the hearing, for the most part, um, that council members, were uh, concerned about was the affordable housing uh, building. Why wasn't there more affordable housing? Why couldn't it be um, 100% affordable housing? So folks, um, you know, they kind of grilled them, they interrogated them for a long period of time over that. And then after the city council uh, members were, you know, were finished with their questioning portion, then um, the public was allowed to give testimony for like another four to five hours on, um, on different aspects from environmental groups. And then, you know, over 100 people um, spoke and then probably another 100 more sent in their testimonies online in support of and opposing the rezoning. So it was very evened out basically. And if you know anything about Flushing it is that there's a lot of small businesses in Flushing um, and uh, they're very local and very niche to the Chinese population there, Chinese and some Korean mix there. And um, and and uh, they were also concerned about displacement of like small businesses and what that would mean. Um, if big box stores came in and started and became part of the development because they'll have a retail section on the first floor of each development. So I I don't know if it's the first or the second, but I know it's going to be the first floor. Um, The big push that applicants said was, you know, we get to invest in the community make it really beautiful and give them a waterfront that they can have public access to.
0: In terms of what this development would look like and what the developers are proposing, you mentioned that it's going to be so residential apartments, a mix of residential apartments, and then also like some type of waterfront park space, it sounds like, um, as well as retail, right? Um, how many apartments are we talking about? And how is this different? I know this is, you mentioned, like a private rezoning. How is that different from like these other city rezonings that we've seen a lot of coverage of and that city limits
1: have, has been covering a lot too? Right. So... Public rezonings are very different from private rezonings. Um, the reason that this is private and still is having a ULERP is because they're asking for a special district designation. So they want to call it the special waterfront district. And um, because, because they want that, there has to be a public process. So ULERP automatically kicks in.
0: And what is ULERP? Just for people who may not know, I know we talk about ULERP all the time. Um, but it is something, if you're not someone who maybe follows housing closely, uh, that might sound like a weird word.
1: The Uniform Land Use Review Procedure. That's what ULERP stands for. And um, so basically, what a ULERP is, is just a time clock on when a project gets certified, meaning the city gives its OK stamp to move forward. And then it goes through several processes, um, review processes, like between public hearings on different levels until it's voted by the city council, which is kind of, it's like almost final vote. It, then the mayor like signs off on it. And if the mayor wants to give it a veto, he can do that too. The city initiated rezoning, this could be massive and there's um, And it's also coupled with lots of commitments that the city makes over a period of, like, 10 years. So they can stretch out to blocks. For example, East New York had a rezoning in 2016, and it was extremely large. It stretched from, like, Broadway Junction all the way to Atlantic Avenue and then past, like, Cypress Hill, like, you know, deep into towards the end of Cypress Hills, almost close to the border of, like, Woodhaven. And uh, off um, like near Jamaica Avenue, so it goes pretty far. It's a very far-reaching rezoning, and you know that included uh, we want elevators for the subway. We want better, like you know, we want to improve our train station. Broadway Junction is huge; it serves like three or four lines. Um, uh, they wanted um, they wanted uh, all of the parks in their community to be revamped, cleaned up. They want new storefronts. They wanted, like, you know, uh, trees along Atlantic Avenue. All of that stuff today is, like, happening. So um, the, they wanted a new school. They wanted a new communities facility. So it's very, like, holistic and comprehensive in that sense. And it goes a lot further because the city can then look at their own public sites. Um, for example, let's say there's a sanitation parking lot in East New York. And the city wants to... Um, you know turn that into residential uh, 100% affordable housing and all they have to do is find someone that wants to build it and find someone that wants to you know manage it and um you know they, sh- they they would be able to do that like very easily it also takes years of like community engagement so the communities compared to a private application the community is much more involved meaning they'll have dozens of like meetings on every section you know, on affordable housing, on parks, or on road, on traffic, transit. So there'll be, like, different types of meetings on different, different concerns that the community might have. Um, jobs, workforce development, those kind of, those kind of things. So um, it, it definitely is very different in that sense.
0: And can you catch us up on, um, so what's next for flushing the private rezoning um, plan that you attended the hearing on this week? And then maybe give us an update on some of the other um, city-initiated rezonings that you mentioned here.
1: So um, the city council has 50 days to consider the flushing rezoning. So in 50 days, we should get a vote. It could be a little bit earlier than that. not sure exactly, but they have 50 days to do it. So we, by tradition, what happens is if Peter Koo is supporting the, the council member of the area is supporting the project, the city council traditionally just follows the lead of that council member. So if he's okay with it, he knows his community best, he knows his constitu- constituents best, um, he understands like, different aspects of the application, so it might move forward. Council member Peter Koo supports the rezoning plan? He completely supports it. He's excited about it. He did raise concerns about affordable housing. That was something that he needed, um, that he was concerned about, and jobs. Those were his two big issues. He wants to make sure that locals are hired for the job, and he would, you know, he nudged them a little bit. He's like, oh, we need affordable housing. We're in the middle of a crisis. Can he nudge them? But he wasn't as aggressive as, say, a Brooklyn council member um, Antonio Reynoso, who's a representative in Williamsburg, and he's also running for Brooklynburg president, uh, or even um, Francisco Moya, the chair, the chair like um, grilled them a little, uh, very hard on the 70 to the 95. You know, he just kept trying to push them to see if they would bend a little bit to more affordable housing. But the applicants kept saying, this is as holistic as we can get, like this is uh, what we can do. But they didn't say, we're not willing to um, not go further. They were like, this is what we can do right now. And they welcomed conversations with the city and HPD for more affordable housing if it was on the table.
0: What about some of the other city rezonings that we've seen a lot of coverage of and that you've been reporting on as well? Can you give us an update on where those stand?
1: So the, the two big ones that are coming up are Soho rezoning, which is an upzoning, And what Soho wants to do is bring in more affordable housing into Soho area. And the second one is Gowanus, which is more, um, which kind of covers the area surrounding the canal. And they really wanna you know, change the way. Both of them um, definitely want a lot of affordable housing um, in, their, uh, in that area. And uh, both of them are very different in different ways. Um, uh, the Gowanus Canal, the Gowanus rezoning is kind of centered around equity and environmental justice. That's uh, the, the language that they use. And um, the Soho rezoning kind of focuses on balancing the scales of upper middle class and lower middle class and kind of balancing the demography of the neighborhoods. So they want, you know, different, different folks living in different areas. Both of them are really crucial in seeing how well a city, the city can um, build in upper middle class neighborhoods, uh, bring how, the, how how well the city can bring affordable neighborhoods in upper class neighborhoods, upper middle class neighborhoods. The argument has been so far that, you know, the city picks on low-income neighborhoods, you know, all of their rezonings, yeah, Jerome Avenue, in the Bronx, um, Inwood, and up uh, northern Manhattan, East New York, and, you know, Staten Island, um, the northern Staten Island on Bay Street, the Bay Street corridor. So those are middle to low-income neighborhoods, and some of them are even lower-income neighborhoods. And so the city, so it'll be really a test to see if New York City can handle something like this and how aggressive uh, the push might be against this will be also something to look out for.
0: Very interesting, lots on the horizon there then for city rezonings and for this private flushing rezoning. Um, We'll be keeping an eye on that. Um, And thank you so much Sadaf, I really appreciate you talking with us today.
1: You're welcome, anytime.
0: Great. Well, thank you. Um, once again, you're listening to The Check-In, and that was our housing and development reporter, Sadaf Kully, um, talking about some of the rezonings going on here in New York. Um, you can always check citylimits.org um, to keep up with our housing coverage and all of our other coverage. Check in with us next week. We'll have another episode um, where we'll be talking to um, more of our reporters and our staff about some of the reporting and some of the big things happening in the city. Um, thanks so much for listening, and have a good weekend.